Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. How are you doing this morning, Pete? I was going to say morning. It is the morning, <laughs> isn't morning, it? morning, afternoon, evening. It is the morning for me. It's the uh, evening for you. For you. Uh, yes, I'm Pete Donaldson still sweating my bits off. Um, gutted, though, Chris. Gutted. <gasps> I had um, flights to uh, come to Japan in uh in sort of late september and uh british airways have informed me that they have been uh, cancelled so i need to find another place to uh rest my weary head we knew it was coming we did i i I think it's nice that they made that decision for me rather than me waiting until a week before and then going yeah can't get in not gonna bother Yeah, I had to cancel a flight for my friend that was coming in October. There's a chance, there's a slight chance they might open it up by October, but we just didn't want to wait around. Mm. And even then, if he did come over, it just doesn't feel like the time to come over to Japan for the first time no. and enjoy yourself. So it's a shame. But I'm closed. sure everything's closed. Well, yeah, everything's closed. And I'm sure, you know, we'll get you over here again soon to do something. I'm just glad mm. we got you over here earlier on. We did the Sapporo Snow Festival and everything else. Like, exactly, that feels yeah. like a lifetime ago now, doesn't it? crazy it really does i think the idea of like getting off a flight and getting on a train i mean but that was kind of like as the uh obviously it started in the east and, and went west yeah, that's yeah. The, that was the start of the um of the, the the whole the whole hullabaloo so to speak so yeah it was it was it was starting to ramp up then and people were starting to worry about it i you know i bought masks for the first time in my life um mm. to go around uh, japan and so yeah it was it was uh interesting it was a miracle. to see how it's all sort of panned out it was a miracle that you didn't get it in hindsight because at the time you were in Japan <laughs> and travelling between Japan and the UK, that's when it was just starting to kick off and it was revealed that there was mm. a virus. And that's kind of when yeah. it almost peaked in many respects uh, before mm. the figures started coming out. So it's a miracle you were unscathed by the coronavirus, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, a yeah, it's a clean boy. situation where... Wash your hands a lot. Clean, clean boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, um, a lot of the pubs and, and, and bars that kind of, uh, we, you know, you usually attend in, in London and beyond, um, people are going to have to start putting, like, soap in the soap dispensers and also hot water in, in mm. the bathrooms. A lot of bathrooms in, in England, uh, even in some quite nice restaurants, you'll go in and there'll just be cold water uh, and no soap. 
uh, and no way of drying your hands. And it's just kind of like, well, look, if, you, if you're if you going to have like a one-in-one-out system and all that bollocks, like you're going to have to kind of up your game when it comes to actually supplying the, you know, hot water <laughs> for people <laughs> yeah. to wash their hands. So we can all order off an app. We all like getting involved in the old app system. But, you know, you go in the toilet and there's no bloody soap, honestly. Very it's, upsetting. I mean, it- it's often the same in Japan in public toilets. They don't have any means to dry your hands at all. Um, there's no paper yeah. towels or anything. I don't know why that is, but it means you often walk out of a toilet in Japan with just your hands dripping everywhere, um, and it's kind of unpleasant and annoying. But they have definitely stepped up their game. There's sprays in every shop and restaurant, uh, and also a lot of shops and restaurants at the moment, they have a like a scanner where they scan your temperature before they let you in or it's just sort of automated mm. thing that shows you your temperature god um i would not good, uh, I defeat that system uh, right now <laughs> it's that hot yeah. wow exactly i've always wondered mm. how efficient it is i haven't done a lot this week i did watch my good friend norm who's got a youtube channel tokyo lens made a video uh on a subject that i've been interested in for a long time um i mm. think we may have discussed it maybe a year or two ago there's a town in Shikoku, very isolated town in Shikoku called Nagoro. And like a lot of rural towns across the country, the population is shrinking rapidly. To date, I think there's, I think it's about 35 people that live there now, uh, down from mm. a population of about 300 in the last couple of, in the last like 10 or 20 years. And what they did to get around this shrinking population is one yeah. of the town's residents, an artist called Ayano Tsukimi, um, he returned to the village after an 11-year absence to discover that many of her old neighbours and friends had either left or passed away. He decided to replace them with life-sized, quite unnerving, but very impressive dolls or scarecrows. And the whole town is just covered in scarecrows, sitting at the side of the road, working and ploughing the fields. There's an entire school filled with like 200 of these uh, scarecrow students and teachers doing some sort of tug of war. It is so surreal. Uh, and it is so magical. Have you had a chance to watch it at all? Have you seen this? this I video? have. Uh, yeah, I have watched that. It is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> the whole thing is absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Endlessly, and instead of the clothes going to a charity shop, they've just put clothes on these <laughs> kind of beasts that they've made themselves. It's just, it's just horrible. <laughs> she spent. I mean, this this, this lady Ayanod Skibi spent ten years, uh, and there's 350 of the dolls now dotted around the mm. town, um, and she places each doll in a place that she feels the, that's important to the memory of that person who's been lost or who's moved away. Um, but there's something kind of magical and bizarre about it, and I'd love to go there and see it for myself. Credit where it's due to Norm. They got a chance. Um, he got a chance to interview the artist who'd produced them. Uh, but she's quite el- she's quite old, and he just come from Tokyo, I think. So he was reluctant to interview her uh, under the guise of bringing coronavirus to the town. Obviously, he didn't have it, uh, but he was worried, and he took extra steps because didn't want to finish mm. off the remaining thirty five inhabitants with the damn virus. So he didn't get to meet her face to face, but he did interview her over the phone. But uh, the video is called "This Japanese Town Replaced Humans with Scarecrows." And it came out last week. But check it out. It's uh, it's an incredible video. And I'd love to go there for myself and kind of wander around it. Would you Would you like to join me next time you're over? Do you want to go with me? No, because I'd never sleep again, Chris. <laughs> and I find it hard <laughs> enough to sleep under jet lag situations anyway. <laughs> it is a little bit Stephen King vibes going on, I must admit. Mm. Um, but fair play. It's interesting seeing how these Japanese villages are trying to tackle the problem of the of just the population dropping 
very quickly and very fast. Like some villages uh, allow you to just buy a house there for free. I've seen like documentaries about people just giving houses away for free. Uh, if people live there, if people choose to live live there. And I think we talked mm. about a few months ago how the Tokyo metropolitan government was looking at paying people to leave Tokyo and live in certain areas of the countryside, um, giving like huge subsidies to try and prop up the countryside. But really, it's an unstoppable problem, um, sadly. There's nothing they can do unless you've got a radical oh, idea, Pete. What can they do? No, I've, none of my ideas are radical. <laughs> They're just awful. <laughs> They're just awful but, ideas. What is interesting, though, is um, I, I saw the statistics this week that uh, Tokyo's actually welcomed more new foreign residents this year than Japanese ones. Uh, in the last year, 68,000 foreigners moved to Tokyo, right, compared to 67,000 Japanese citizens domestically, which is a pretty big deal. Um, I can't believe that, that uh, for the first time on record, foreigners uh, moving to Tokyo have outweighed the number of Japanese residents. That's crazy. And that's probably a big reason why the countryside is still going empty because you find most people just move to Tokyo or Kanagawa or Saitama to the area, the Tokyo metropolitan area. Um, guess that's part of the problem, isn't it? Crazy. A little bit, yeah. It's a, it, it's kind of sad to sort of see uh, sort of slightly more rural towns uh, die. But I'm from a similar sort of situation. You know, there's, there's mm. no work in my hometown of Hartlepool. I don't think they're going to be stuffing... <laughs> dolls and, and, and scarecrows <laughs> and putting them around the town but uh yeah there'd probably be less crime if there was <laughs> probably 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 i mean it, i can understand the appeal of tokyo i think the problem for me is when i first moved here i, I got placed in the countryside in that beautiful region of yamagata that you've seen for yourself you've seen how beautiful it is and after mm. that moving to a city just seems unthinkable right when you've woken up in the morning and you've got rice fields and mountains and sea on your doorstep to then just move to Tokyo, which is literally just a concrete jungle, the likes of which the world has never seen. It's just unthinkable. Mm. I suspect you are the sort of person that would move to Tokyo, though, over the countryside, right? Yeah, I think so. And then I'd uh, slowly, go, slowly go insane and um, become one of those weird foreigners that nobody really says or tells off for being weird. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, just upset everyone. <laughs> just upset everyone just upset I, everyone yeah yeah i yeah i mean I, <laughs> are you referencing someone there pete that i don't know about no 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 not you no just i was saying that uh saying that a lot of uh a lot of expats slowly go insane and because they're um seen as being kind of um uh anomalies or kind of like you know a bit of a bit of novelty nobody really calls them out for being uh a bit weird because you know, people are going slowly, slowly more and more insane. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I mean, I've, there is a very good reason to move to Tokyo or rather to Yokohama, which is about half an hour south of Tokyo. And by, by all accounts, people prefer Yokohama to Tokyo. Uh, Yokohama has recently unveiled its gigantic Gundam statue, Gundam robot, uh, which mm. is 59 feet tall, weighs 25 metric tons, 55,000 pounds. It recently, just last week, got blessed by, I think, Shinto Buddhists, Shinto priests, blessed the head of the gigantic Gundam statue before it was <laughs> put up on a crane and placed above the top of the robot. What do you think of this, Pete? Are you excited by the prospect I mean, of a Gundam robot? Well, weirdly, now where the hell was I? Was it Rotterdam? Might have been Rotterdam. There's mm. a skate park and there's a Gundam 
uh, sort of, sort of not life size, but like maybe maybe twice the size, maybe three times the size of a normal human um, kind of robot. Right. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any reason why it's there, uh, apart from the fact <laughs> that I think I think the local residents voted it in as the thing that they wanted in from this skate park. <laughs> it's just big fucking Gundam. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big. I've, I've been to the Gundam restaurant in uh, in Akihabara. Uh, very underwhelmed by the food. What is uh, it? What goes on there? They've, they just basically uh, it's Gundam related in that they. <clears> I think you can buy toys. Um, they sort of mash the rice together in like a, a formation, what? so it looks like a Gundam head. Um, oh God! The toilet. There's a button you can press in the toilet to make all of the lights go off and make like a Gundam powering up noise. It's um, it's very, <laughs> very underwhelming. Tacky, tacky, is it? <laughs> very tacky, very tacky. I mean, the the most famous Gundam statue is, of course, the one in Odaiba. And the tallest one, which is only only unveiled recently in Odaiba as well, it got updated, um, is, is 19.7 metres. So if you want to see the tallest one, it is in Odaiba. But the one in Yokohama, the RX-78, which I don't know what that is, because Gundam was very much before my time. Though I kind of love mm. the statues. I think they're pretty cool. But the one in Yokohama actually moves. It, the, the arms mm. and the legs can move around, um, which maybe it's a secretly a weapon just left there in Yokohama Bay <laughs> for when some sort of war breaks out and it can come alive, this huge bipedal weapon, and dominate yeah. the battlefield. In my imagination. Well, I hope, it's, um, I hope it uh, runs on uh, solar energy because, um, you know... <laughs> Bit of a waste of time in it. Bit of a bit of a waste of energy in it. Making a little Gundam walk around. <laughs> but if you want to see it, it's the Gundam Factory Yokohama Complex, and the one I die equally as impressive. But uh, yeah, go and check it out. I, I'm going to go and see it the next time in York- I'm in Yokohama um, when I'm mm. making one of my runs to Chinatown. Bloody love Chinatown. Cool. Yokohama. Have you been? Have you been? It's, I have. I actually. Yeah, you recommended it last time, and uh, I had a succulent Chinese meal. It was delicious. Very succulent Chinese meal. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I love Chinatown. It's a really if you want to do some photography at night time in Tokyo, outside of the normal kind of places like Shibuya and Shinjuku, Chinatown, Yokohama, amazing. Have some nice dinner, take some photos, go and ride the Gundam statue. Be a lot of fun. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me, but I, I know someone with everyone else. Is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers, can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or we just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kid banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had yeah. this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, It's not your wife, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jack Mate's Happy Hour is a Stakano production. And with that, we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? We've got a message from uh, Alan from Melbourne, Australia. We've had quite a few uh, emails from Melbourne, Australia recently. Everyone last year, Japan was in, yeah. Overtaken Sweden. My... Now it's Melbourne. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. are in Melbourne last... now. My last trip to Japan was in March 2020. Luckily, luckily, before the COVID pandemic vanquished any chance of travel for the foreseeable future, my friends and I were frequent visitors to the ever so reliable uh, convenience stores for our daily mm-hmm. breakfast needs. God bless those amazing onigiris from uh, Lawson. Yum. Uh, this brings me to my question. What canned or bottled coffee drink would you recommend? I personally uh, am one of uh, more of a black coffee person, but it com- when it comes to uh, Japanese canned coffee, I prefer milk coffee with mild sugar by Tully's. Cheers and keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Alan in uh, Melbourne in Australia. Um, a lot of sugar in that, those uh, those coffee drinks, isn't there? Uh, that, that's They're a horrible. problem I have. Even even <laughs> even on the blackest of, of the coffee choices, um, it's it, it's always very very sugary. It is the one. I mean, the best one for me is the Tully's just black coffee. I swear by that. I live and die by that. Either that or the Black Boss coffee. Uh, they're both winners. Mm. But. If you really need it, if you really need to w- w- like to be woken up, not just by caffeine but by sugar, then there's a lot of. I mean, most of them just are ladled, stuffed full of sugar. And my good friend yep. Dan, who I used to teach with every morning on the way to school, we'd drive into school. He would have like two cigarettes and like a, a very sugary Boss coffee, and that powered him through for the next three or four hours, and he gave it his all. So 
it mm. does work. It's, it works. And you've tasted it. Like, how would you describe the flavor of like a sugary boss coffee? It's it's more sugar than <laughs> it's than uh, coffee. It's it's you know like Tommy Lee Jones's face is very kind of like wrinkled and, and crinkly. That it it does not look. It does not. It's, it doesn't taste of that. It tastes of <laughs> a smooth balloon. <laughs> I'm starting to talk like Natsuki. It Doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. It's too hot. It doesn't. I like that <laughs> coffee that tastes like Tommy Lee Jones's face. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, but Tully's, Tully's Black Coffee, get that, Alan. Mm. Or just convenience store coffee. It's it's really good and it's fresh. Uh, we've got one from Andras, or Andrew, if that's easier to say, as he writes in brackets. Mm. Hi, Chris and Pete. Andras from Hungary here. I'm currently studying Oriental Languages and Cultures, specialising in Japanese at the university ELTE. I'm a long-time listener of the podcast and a faithful follower of the Abroad in Japan channel, although I say faithful I also follow the Only in Japan channel. But due to recent events, I was thinking of unsubscribing. The reason is that about one month ago, they uploaded a video saying they're now looking for a new host, promising millions of subscribers and that the new host will become a famous YouTuber instantly. I love the work of John Dorb and would be a bit sad watching him leave. What are your thoughts on the matter? Keep up the good work and don't catch this damn virus. Andras from Hungary. Have you seen this, Pete? Have you seen what happened with? I've, I've not seen. The, I've not. I mean, I'm familiar with his channel. Um, he uh, he. They, they work him very hard, so I understand why he's probably leaving. <laughs> to be quite frank, I wonder how right, his uh, so, kind of channel is set up. Well, I mean, only in Japan was presented by John Dorb. Um, not a really nice mm. guy, American dude who's lived in Japan for I think twenty plus years. Uh, I've met him mm. a few times and we chat occasionally. He's a really nice guy and he's very passionate about Japan. And his videos have always been very good, made to a very high production quality. And the odds are, if you're interested yeah. in Japan, you will have seen his channel at some point. And in fact, it inspired me um, many years ago when I was just a humble vlogger making videos in a room, swearing um, and being bitter, pretty much like I do now. But before mm. before then, I hadn't really made any travel documentaries or anything out and about. And I saw Only in Japan and I saw the kind of quality of the videos and where YouTube in Japan was heading. And I kind of, I kind of, it made me up my game. So I'm grateful to him for that and for Only in Japan. But it turns out John was presenting Only in Japan, which is kind of owned by a company called Wowryu Television or something. I don't know, right. but they helped him out with the production side and they owned the channel, I think. Um, so he built it up to 1.3 million subscribers, I want to say, certainly over a million. Mm. And it was doing really well. And then all of a sudden, abruptly, John leaves the channel, starts his own channel uh, called John Dorp Only in Japan um, with right. the Only in Japan logo. And the original channel, Only in Japan, rebrands to Wowryu Only in Japan. And John says... <laughs> That they kind of split amicably, like he wanted to go in his own direction, I think, and probably just have control because there's nothing worse yeah. than building an empire for someone else. Um, when you pull yeah. that time and hard work in, when you know mm. he could probably do it himself now, there's and no he need is. to, yeah. But wow, do you kind of handled it very badly? And you've got to go and watch. I think the best way is for you to go and watch the video quickly while I describe it, Pete. Uh, to go on like only in Japan, wow, do you and they basically made a video. Uh, where they said, we are looking for a new presenter. And they did it in a really kind of rude, crass manner. It's a really crappy video. <laughs> the music's like this kind of awful, free Japanese-sounding music. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. And it's like... <laughs> and there's just text on the screen saying, you'll become new famous YouTuber. Please present our new channel. Please take over and you'll be famous. And just sort of saying... 
you know, come and front the channel. We're looking for a new presenter. You can instantly be famous mm. and have a million subscribers. And it's very <laughs> poorly handled in a very not tasteful manner. And I think, so, so you what know, you're saying is if a I was John, I would be it. pissed. <laughs> well, yeah, anyone can apply. Uh, so I think yeah. you should present it. But the fact yeah. they handled it so badly is uh, is a testament to why I, I don't think it would be worth working with them, really. Um, so pretty yeah. poorly handled. Well, it's, but uh, it's all hopefully his, John... It's all his kind of thing, isn't it? It's all his it kind of... It's, it's, his, his, it's his charisma and his kind of like... You know, that's why you watch a, a channel like that. That's why you watch... Like, you know, the Chris Broad mm, channel without yeah. Chris Broad doesn't really make much sense. So, uh, so but obviously I will be applying uh, because of my success of my... <laughs> Two videos on my iReview planes now uh, uh, YouTube channel. So uh, watch, watch this space. I may become your biggest, your biggest uh, adversary, Chris. Biggest rival. <laughs> they literally write in text though. It's like you'll become famous YouTuber, one million subscribe, and it's like really wow. poorly done. Um, but yeah, <laughs> everyone will Whoever, hate you whoever takes on the mantle, like... whoever yeah, whoever becomes <laughs> the the new only in Japan will be my. Number one rival, so bear that in mind. But, mm. Yeah, there best of luck to John though on his new on his new channel. He's a great guy, <laughs> um, so hopefully it goes well. Check him out and subscribe to John Dorb only in Japan. Uh, we got mm. a actually the next message is from somebody called John. And do you want to read that out or shall I? What are you feeling? I can bash what it out if you want. There's a nice little photograph with this one. On. Uh, my name's John. I've been binging the podcast ever since I returned uh, from my trip to Japan last October. I can't help but jump to the defence of the denizens of Tokyo with their regards to less than uh, outgoing reputations. I moved around a fair bit during my jaunt in Japan beginning in Tokyo, and although I kept hearing that people in Tokyo might be less inclined to interact with foreigners, I had probably one of the best uh, evenings of my trip in uh, an izakaya. Ooh. The night after I arrived, I'd uh, gotten back off the train and was looking for a local place to eat. I was severely jet-lagged, exhausted from a busy day wandering around the streets and shops, and I found a place that the locals seemed to review quite favourably. I found myself a very uh, friendly chap, picture included, who took it upon himself to buy me a beef ball, um, and then some uh, of his favourite Nihon Shu, uh, which were both amazing. He introduced me to his girlfriend, and we spent a few hours drinking and chatting, despite some missing words here and there uh, that I didn't know yet until they had to go home. I guess my view is that it, uh, if anyone is going to go to Tokyo and thinks they might miss out on the famed, confident warmth of the south of Japan, uh, they could be presently um, proven wrong. I was wondering if uh, yourself or Pete have had any surprising experiences in places that you didn't expect. Many thanks for the podcast and the Abroad Japan series, which helped me to avoid being ignorant foreigner best regards john lovely old job well read well read good effort thanks mate i thanks. uh i mean we do often say don't we that um it's it's quite wide widely propagated that people in tokyo are a bit rude or whatever but mm. i think it's more in comparison to south japan and there is no doubt people in osaka or hiroshima or kagoshima tend to be more fun and welcoming and confident, less shy in general, right? You're more likely yeah. to be approached somewhere in Osaka, like Osaka than you ever are in Tokyo. But that doesn't mean people in Tokyo are necessarily rude. Um, so that's a lovely story that John walked into an izakaya and a nice young man and his girlfriend bought him some sake and some beef bowl. Um, and there's a nice photo accompanying the uh, the message of a very happy-looking John with a smile and the Japanese man giving a thumbs up with his girlfriend. I think maybe the reason they lavished all this 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 dinner upon John is just he looks very happy and nice, doesn't he? I feel like buying John mm. a drink. Do you get that vibe? <laughs> I, just I do. He just, he's got a lovely beard. He's got a lovely little beard. <laughs> he's got a lovely beard. 
What have you? I mean, <laughs> what what surprising experiences have you had in Japan that you didn't expect with uh, with the um, locals, Pete? I think pretty much every sort of new town, you sort of sort of find yourself in a, in a little sort of bar, and someone will sort of start chatting to you and stuff. I, would, I think I was in mm. uh, God, where would I be? Kitakushi, I think uh, I had a really nice experience with a, a bar full of locals. Um, I think a, fr- a friend and and, and me um, were in Kobe, found ourselves in, a, in 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 what we didn't realise was it was a, it was a gay bar, um, and about halfway through, the, the men took it, it depends nice to, to, to suggest that it was a gay bar. I was like, well, that's all right, man. I think they were kind of worried that we might. Start getting really furious that we were in, <laughs> in, in a gay bar. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, there's always there's always something going on. Quite frankly, get yourself that mm. golden guy. Someone will start talking. Yeah, there's always a there's always a bloke running in with a guitar under his uh, arm, uh, hopefully, you know, playing a couple of songs. Yeah, music bars are really good because, like, obviously, you sit down for a drink and then the the, the barman and the uh, manager will want to uh, play play you a song or two. <laughs> On his, uh, and on then his there'll instance. be no escape, and no then there'll escape, be no though. escape. They just want an audience. Just want an audience. They do. I mean, it's not just bars and restaurants where you can meet people. Typically, that is the place where it's going to happen. Let's face it. But when I was on journey across Japan, we had some really nice. We met some really nice people in a grocery store in Okayama City, and it's on video. And the video is called "I Tried Being Vegan in Japan for a Day." And I don't know, I don't remember what we were doing. I think because I was a vegan that day and one day only and never again, I went to like a grocery store to buy some fruit for my breakfast. And we went in and there was like three or four el- middle-aged to elderly women just sitting around having a nice morning. And then I burst in with a camera. I'm like, I want some fruit, where's some fruit? And they're like, oh my God, who's this? <laughs> but they're very nice. And they gave us some, some free persimmons, um, parsimons, persimmons. And persimmons? that was nice. And Delicious. we walked off with, with a whole bag of persimmons, no less, that saw me through the rest of the day. And I discovered that morning that persimmons plus coffee equals the perfect breakfast. Persimmons plus Tully's black coffee, the perfect breakfast, Pete. I love you, know. <laughs> Caffeine and sugar rush. And, um, and yeah. yeah, I would say that. Delicious. But there's, there's, there's nice people all around. And we're always on the hunt for uh, stories sent in by mm. you guys where you've met folks like that. So let us know. That'd be a good podcast. I like to, We did it last year, um, stories sent in by listeners. I'd like to do it again. So if you do have a story where you've met a nice stranger on your travels around Japan, send it in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Along with other stories, questions you might have for us, let us know. We'll be back next Wednesday to do it all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a good start to the week and we'll be back to do it all over again in three or four days time but for now have a good one have a coffee bye bye this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.